David's faith is what makes him strong, not his physical strength, not necessarily his intelligence, certainly not his knowledge of, of anything having to do with lions or bears. He just believes in God and goes. From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. How do we listen to the Holy Spirit within us? How do we recognize the action of God all around us? And how do we prepare the way for miracles to take place in our own lives? Today, Father Michael Simone helps us as we continue our journey through Lent by providing the spiritual ingredients for us to enable God to act in our world today. Well, we are more than halfway through Lent, and to commemorate that, the church makes us wear Pepto pink vestments today. These are supposed to be rose, but I've never seen a rose in this color, so here we are. So our gospel readings, our readings today actually don't fit together as cleanly, as beautifully as some of the other Lenten readings do. And this is already a mass with a lot of moving parts, so I'm not going to preach it like the homily, except to say the underlying theme, the theme that ties everything together is, is our response in faith. God is constantly acting for us, with us, on our behalf, and our response needs to be one in faith, one in belief, one where we say, all right, Lord, we see what you can do, and we are going to trust you. We're going to trust you a little more deeply every day. This is no easy thing. We live in a culture where we're expected to be autonomous adults, and, and even if you're young, you're expected to grow up and be somebody who can take care of themselves. And, and those are good cultural values, and I'm not, I'm not taking those on today, except to say we must always remember that even, even those of us who take care of ourselves receive everything we have from God, that God is always there pouring out gifts in our life. So we see King David in the first reading. Not a king yet, right? Just a shepherd boy. If we had read the entire chapter from the book of Samuel, which you can do online when you go home, or when you get bored with my homily, you can do it online. Um, if you read the entire chapter, what you discover is that David is a boy of faith. He's just a kid, probably 13 or 14 years old, but he relies on God for everything. And, and not just like a stamp collection. David is a shepherd in a part of the world where there are still lions and bears that attack the sheep. And he has fought off and killed lions and bears purely on the strength of his faith. He believes that God will help, and he charges right on ahead. It's that same faith, that same self-confidence, that'll help him in the battle against Goliath a few chapters after this incident. David's faith is what makes him strong, not his physical strength, not necessarily his intelligence, certainly not his knowledge of, of anything having to do with lions or bears. He just believes in God and goes. This is what Jesus is getting at in the gospel. So I'm always nervous when we talk about the Pharisees in the gospel, and I like that our reading today kind of downplayed the role, but I just want to say one or two things about them. We should never forget when we're reading the story of Jesus's life, when we're reading the gospels, anything in the New Testament. Israel, the Jewish people, were a conquered people at that time. The Romans had conquered 
the, the land of Israel about 50 years before Jesus was born. Probably some of my own ancestors from Sicily were along for the ride, right? They were conquered people, and the Romans, although they were kind of tolerant, they tried to assimilate their conquered peoples into their own ways. If you go to France today, nobody speaks a dialect of Gaulish. They all speak the dialect of Latin. The Romans were really good at crushing and removing any cultural elements that didn't conform with their own. And this is what they were trying to do to the Jews. And the Jews were resisting. One of the ways the Jews resisted was by, by celebrating the Sabbath every week with great enthusiasm and making it clear to the Romans, you might own this country six days a week, but one day a week, we are free. One day a week, we don't work for you. One day a week, we have our own business to, to take care of with our God. All of the Sabbath day controversies that we read about in the gospel have that as their root. The Jewish desire for freedom from their conquerors. And so one of the things that Jesus does is he, he works on the Sabbath in today's gospel. And it kind of makes people uncomfortable. He seems politically very naive in doing this. Because now the Romans are going to say, well, see, some Jews have no problem healing, making mud. Maybe you can make bricks on the Sabbath. Corrosion, cultural corrosion is what the Romans were trying to do. Jesus' point, Jesus' response is that you miss the miracle if you worry about the politics. God acted to free this man from a life of blindness on the Sabbath. And you Pharisees, if you can't see that, you're the ones who are blind. God intervened in human history on this particular date in the life of this particular individual. That's what the Sabbath is for. That's what worshiping God is for. And if you can't see that, it means you're not living in faith. It means you're missing the forest for the trees. It means that the action of God all around you is something you won't be able to see because you're so obsessed with perhaps the compelling but still petty details of politics, of life, of economics, of your own self. So we're deep in Lent at this point, and maybe we need to recommit to Lent, because we still have another several weeks. What Jesus is asking of us in these readings and in the prayers of today's liturgy is to be attentive to the action of God around us. We think we know how the world works, and in most cases, we probably know a lot of what's going on around us. But there are so many people in the gospel today who don't see the action of God when it's right in front of them because their own preconceived notions drown it out. The things they value drown it out. The things they think are truly important drown it out. And what they miss then is the power of God that allowed David to take on a lion and a bear. The power of God that allows a blind man to see. The power of God that saved thousands of people in Jesus' own day and has continued to save millions and millions of people in the days since, the years and centuries since. 
there's a challenge in our readings this week, it's to fine-tune our own vision. Certainly live our lives with all the things that we need to do, with all the things we need to understand, but also to be attentive to those quiet ways that God acts, those subtle ways that we can catch God in the act of changing our lives or changing the lives of the people around us. Somebody who normally drives us crazy, do they say a kind word or maybe give a smile that's unexpected? And can we see the Holy Spirit at work in that? Someone who's been imprisoned in perhaps an addiction or a mental illness or some other compulsion, do they find freedom, even for a minute this week, because of our love for them or because of the love they feel from someone else? Can we recognize the Spirit in that? Someone who's lived maybe in ignorance or pain or some other delusion, do they this week come to understand the truth about whatever their situation holds? Can we see God at work in that? The language of vision, the language of seeing, the language of seeking and finding that we get in today's gospel is the challenge for us this week. As we continue our journey through Lent, to pay attention, to wait for God to act, and then to give praise and thanks and place our faith and trust in God's continued action in our lives. Time now for announcements and events. Our next At the Crossroads Speaker and Discussion Series takes place this Wednesday, March 22nd at 6.30 p.m. with Father Ken Simpson. Father Ken will reflect on the questions on whether or not it's possible that the church can help us think about the human community in a new way. The talk will take place in Fellowship Hall at 625 West Adams at 6.30 on March 22nd. Hope to see you there. Holy Week is coming up, so please be sure to check the most recent issue of the Crossroads publication to see our full schedule of Holy Week activities, such as our Palm Sunday Mass, Holy Thursday Service, Good Friday Stations of the Cross, Holy Saturday and Easter Sunday Services. And save the date for April 16th for the Encounter Young Adult Ministry Spring Social at Dugan's. We'll meet in the church after 5 p.m. Mass and walk over together. Appetizers and a fun time will be provided. And save the date for Broadway on Adams that'll take place from May 18th to May 20th. Ticket sales start May 1st. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 9 a.m. Mass on Sunday, March 19th by Father Michael Simone. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. Podcast.